Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? You almost forgot it there, didn't you? Just slipped it I in did, the last yeah. minute. Yeah, the luster is beginning to fade from that, I think. Never mind. Um, welcome along. This is the Friday morning episode. Uh, we don't really know what it's going to be about, do we? We've just going to... We haven't really got an agenda or anything. I'll, I'll start by saying that I had an afternoon on the coins at Seaburn. Yesterday. My local resort on uh, Wednesday afternoon. This is see you, someone who can just go local to their home and coin it. Yeah, that's a whole different. That's yeah. a whole different lifestyle. That's the lifestyle that many of us dream it's about. It's hard to get your head around. Isn't that's it? like Michael Jackson having a fairground in his back it's garden. Exactly like that. It, it just means coining is just in my blood. I've been brought up with it. It's all I know. Exactly. Um, For you, it's not a hover, It's not something that's just as a season. No. Like the, I see that coining season, in my mind, runs parallel to sort of like the cricket season. Yeah. County cricket, right? So it's the it's a summer sport to a lot of us. To a lot of us. But you, not yeah. to you. No, no. It's you're, every, it's, you're, you, can, you can go out on a November afternoon yeah. and put in an hour's coining if I you can. want. And get some chips. And I bet you do. And maybe an ice cream and <laughs> freeze, <laughs> freeze me tits off on the northeast coast. So I went Why down. Not? I went down to meet my usual um, haunt, coining partner. Coining parlor. Oh, right. Um, I went on the Scooby Doo machine, which is a favourite because it gives out tokens as well as prizes. <clears throat> um, and it was, it was. I found a very interesting one that was very, very lopsided to the left in terms of prize right. distribution. There was yeah. a little dinosaur key ring. Um, there was what else was there? I've got them downstairs now. I've forgotten what there was. Two, all key rings, you know, all basic key rings. Mainly key rings. I don't know about you. I've become a bit more fussy about the prizes. There was a time oh, when yeah. I was just like, any prize yeah. will do. Yeah. Whereas now, as you know, I research what prizes are on offer and I pick them. It's a, it's not the only factor, but it's a major factor in what machine I choose to go on. So is the quality of prize in there? Not only are you looking for top ledge coin distribution you're mm. also looking, looking at for what, prizes you're looking at prizes the, you as know well. like some of them are so shit you think i'll get them and what will i do i mean i won two ducks last week there mm. was the military one and then there was the richard gear officer and a gentleman one yeah which i actually posted a video of and they're good but i've given them away because that's the sort of person i am i'm just looking at the picture I can- that i took yesterday of the prizes uh, um, but one time when I was on the coins with the boy uh, a few months ago, the a woman came up to us and went up to Len and went, you can have these if you want, oh. and handed him, like, I think three key rings. Yeah. And she she sort of won them on the coins and didn't want them. One of them was a Better Call Saul. Do you watch Better Call Saul? Yeah. 
It's a good show. It's a better call Saul. It's a better call Saul. It's a better keyword. Yeah. I mean, where did they get this crap from, right? I mean, she'd won a better call Saul, and you know, she was your average amateur, you know, arcade coiner, yeah, off-season coiner, really, because yeah. it was back in sort of May, and she. You know, she probably didn't know what the fuck Better Call Saul was. Clearly not. She it was really it large. It was, it was a large, cumbersome key ring. Mm. Put it this way. Me and my wife really enjoy watching Better Call Saul. Mm. But neither of us had any interest in that fucking key ring. No. Do you know what I mean? No. And it was large as well, Andy. No one wants a large key ring. No. I don't know about you. I generally keep my keys in my pockets. I don't even have I a key do- ring. I have, I have them on a ring, but I don't have any kind yeah. of fob on it. What? Why? It's quite a, you know what I mean? It's quite a, it's quite a southern Fuck sort of posy affectation, isn't it? A yeah. key ring. Yeah, anyway. Does so, anyone have them up north? Key rings? I don't know. I don't go around asking. Everyone keeps the keys but to themselves does. around here. <laughs> so anyway, I was, I w- there was a dinosaur, there was a unicorn, and there was a parrot. I've just looked at the photograph I took. And they were all right, to the well, left-hand side. And what the, do you think the, was the best the one? The dinosaur was the one that was right on the edge, but in the middle. And the other right. two were to the left. I thought, right, this, can, this is going to take a particular strategy. So what I did was I did a combination of the Dawson method and the Daisy method. Ah. On the left-hand side, I was firing them in Dawson style to try and yeah. shift it forward. But also, coin it, coin it, coin it, coin it, coin it. Yep. Yep. Also, being very aware that this, this dinosaur was in the middle, teetering on the edge, I needed to drop a few daisies in. Now and again, just mm. on the right hand side, just yeah. to keep things levelled off. This is sophisticated and stuff, mate. And it worked like a treat. Believe it or not, the two that were to the left hand side, but further back, they came out before the dinosaur did. Which I thought Fucking was very hell. interesting, and it made me think was- about what's actually going on in the middle of that pile of coins at the front, and how legitimate well, it think- is. Do you think those are the ones that could be glued? I think there's some gluing going on there. Yeah, definitely. Very rare. You're right. It's very rare you see the central pile full mm. on any machine. Yeah. So so you could be right. You could be onto something. But listen, that's a sophisticated... You, you're using... You're really using... You're pushing the envelope tactics-wise. Well, like I said the other day, the Daisy method's come along and, uh, you know, I developed the Dawson method and I, I can't be stuck in the past. I've got to look at these new techniques and take them on board. And, and keep you could moving write forward. a book like those pretentious people write books about football tactics. Yeah, you know, remember the the funniest one ever is called Inverting the Pyramid. Yeah, right. Uh, by Jonathan Wilson, who is a Guardian tactics obsessed yes. writer. And you know, obviously, as we've said many times, and it is a T-shirt that we should get printed up. Um, tactics are for cunts. Yeah. However. That's when we're talking about football. And coining, no. Tactics are everything. Tactics are not for cunts. Tactics are for, you know, that that, that's fucking a source of legitimate fascination. Yeah. And I think you should write a book. Definitely. I mean, we should should probably eventually start doing a spin-off podcast, which is all about coining tactics. On the coins. And we'll get all the, the coining hipsters... Oh yeah, continental ones. Yeah, like a guy from Germany, (laughs) a South American expert, you know, all that stuff. There was there was other machines as well that I was looking at yesterday, which weren't the basic coin machines. There was a one I posted a video of it, and you put the coins in, and the coins get fired up 
into oh uh, like almost the, the top of a mountain and then they dropped down and it looked impressive it looks like fun but there's very little skill involved because once those coins are in the slots you've got no real control over it all about timing or where they land mm. it was all it was all flash and show and bluster and you know i wasn't impressed there was also i was it's also, a totally different yeah, it's a totally different thing. I was also looking at one of the millionaire coin machines, the 10 pence one. Get oh, this. Yeah. Get this. It didn't even pay out. All it gave you was tickets. So you're putting in 10p pieces, yeah. and all you can stand to win is, is some tickets. Fucking tickets, yeah. And we all know you need about fucking 10,000 tickets to get so much as a lollipop. Exactly. It was the biggest con yeah. job I've ever seen. I had a little go of it just to see what it felt like to do a millionaire's one. And I felt empty. I felt full of self-loathing. Um, did you? I can't believe you did that, I, mate. I only put 30 pence in, but that was enough. I just needed to know. Mm. But never again. Mm. So, um, yeah, that was me um, That was me. me that was your afternoon's coining. Yeah. Sounds like a good, solid day. I can't see it where was. my next coining experience is coming from because my next holiday is going to be in France. And Ugh. I don't know if the French really go in for coining, do they? they do. I can't imagine. It's, it's all, all fucking... Bulls, isn't it? It's all ball. Yeah. Ball. Yeah. <laughs> fucking ball. And actually, you don't get great this and that in France. You want to go further south. Yeah. To get the best dis and that, more, more a, a more Latin mentality for yeah. dis and that. The spot, the, the hot spots are Spain, Italy, Mexico. Greece, <laughs> and of course Mexico. But yeah, I mean Greece is maybe you could say Greece is like the home of it. No, Spain, Spain's probably the best dis and that in territory. Yeah, that's where the heart and of we it get, is. We're getting so much dis and that in, and we've been so preoccupied with the coins that we haven't really had enough time to cover the the huge amount of content yeah. being sent in by the cancer community, which we are grateful for. There's one email from Rob Burton, which I do want to mention. It's, it's We say rip-off content, and this really is, because he's picking up on something he heard on another podcast, but I have to mention it, because we ask people for the best examples of TTFN dickheads yeah. from movie history, um, starting with, of course, Steve McQueen's exit from the um, concentrate <laughs> no, not concentration camp, prisoner of war camp in Escape to Victory. And we've had a load of great examples That's sent not in. Escape to Victory, it's the great escape, isn't it? No, yeah, great escape, great escape. I'm sure there is a TTFN dickheads moment in Escape to Victory as well, though. Uh, I think it's Pele, isn't it? The lying cunt Pele. TTFN <laughs> dickheads. Might be, yeah. <laughs> he has to break his arm in that, doesn't he? Yeah. Anyway. Rob Burton writes, I recently listened to an interview on a rival 90s-based football podcast with Darren Anderton. He describes the plan for the England team made should they have scored the golden goal in Euro 96. He reckoned the whole team would have just turned and ran down the tunnel without celebrating. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Right, he goes, now I know this is hypothetical, but imagine Shearer scoring the winner in the 100th minute against Germany. And all 11 players just turning and running down the tunnel into the dressing room with possibly Paul Ince or Steve McManaman shouting, TTFN fuckers on the way. (laughs) I think that's great. Love it. Yeah. I'm looking to see what else Um, we've got. Oh, well, while you're looking for the next good one, I bought a newspaper today. I haven't done it in ages. Okay. Bought a copy of The Times of London. Did Did you not buy 442 magazine? 
because there's an entire oh. page, an entire page with nothing but my fucking face on it. In Mate, I saw you post it and it was upsetting because it, is this is this the new issue out like today or yesterday? Yeah, or so today, yeah. And is it the pre? Uh, do they also have apart from the article about you and Bob mm. and Atletico Mints? Um, do you? Is there a season preview there is. in there? There is. That? It's the big one. Okay, so in that issue, I have written the West Ham, the West Ham <sighs> season preview. There you go. Then there's no picture of me. No, I am just a paid, a poorly paid hack. It's just a hack, right? Yeah. Yeah. Writing about West Ham's prospect season. I enjoyed doing it. If someone Churning asked you to content. write about your club. But it was it was low paid, low esteem, low kudos bit of work <laughs> for me. But I did it. Whatever. It was I did it. Well, it, it's and what we describe in journalism as grunt work. It was grunt work, really. The big appeal was you get to write about your own football team, which is better than most grunt work. So I said I'd do it. I mean you can imagine you can imagine the amount that you're being paid for that. Yeah. I can't even remember. It was one of those ones. Do you know they gave me about five different forms to fill in to get paid <sighs> what was effectively... I mean, anyway, <sighs> it was a depressing experience, but I did say to Len, oh, when the new 442 comes out, we shall get it yeah. because I've written a piece in there yeah. about West Ham. And then I see you, mm. fucking Dawson, mm. with your best mate, Bob Mortimer, mm. And you, in the same issue, have been fucking splashed across a whole page. Yeah. If be- And that just made it worse for me. Well, deal with it. That's all I've got to well, say. Well, I'm not dealing with it, You're am I? To- Clear- well, I'm trying see- see to, it. but it's see it as been ins- a hard thing for me to process. See it as an inspiration, because that's where we could be mm-hmm. one day with this podcast. Mm. Also, you should have done a double deal. You should have said, all right, can you at least do a box out about mine and Sam's podcast? Yeah, I, I, I tried, but they refused point blank. They just said, so no way. No, that, we hate that's it. unacceptable. That's shit. What is it? What, why that, would that, we mention that? Um, that sound, it sounds shit. It sounds, it sounds like the worst podcast we've ever heard of. And Sam yeah. Delaney is a fucking idiot. He belongs in the season preview with a single paragraph. At best. And he should thank us for that. Yeah. All also, right. before you get to it, before you show it to Len, you know, pre-warn him, because it's fairly graphic. It's not for the faint heart. What? what your right face. Oh, yeah, I've seen the picture. Yeah, fun- you're both pulling funny faces. I thought it was actually really good. It was horrifying when I saw it. I'm assuming, I'm assuming 442 is, a, uh, is really on the app. Well, I think so. It certainly is this month. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, here's an email from, right. from Nick Lee. Yeah. Uh, it's just entitled Jeff Capes. Uh, yeah, he says, I moved to a village called Brampton in Cambridge in May last year. Turns out Jeff Capes was oh, the yeah. local Bobby in the village in the 1970s. See, I'd forgotten this uh, about Jeff Capes. He used to be a copper. He wasn't just yeah. full-time world's strongest man. He was a copper as well. He was Britain's strongest Britain's cop. Britain's strongest copper. Imagine getting chased down the street and apprehended by oh, Jeff fucking Capes. Come back. <laughs> Stop, thief. Ah, it's Jeff Capes. It's PC Jeff Capes. <laughs> I can outrun him, surely. Look at the size of him. But somehow I feel compelled to not outrun him because it's Jeff Capes. <laughs> Stop it's there. It's Jeff Capes. <laughs> I'll catch you in the end. And when I do, it'll be worse for you if you keep running. <laughs> I'll get you Turn when you, you sleep. Do yourself a favour and wait. <laughs> 
who says, Nick says, nearly every person I've spoken to in the village where I've announced I've only just moved in, local shop, boozer, post office, or just random people, have all dropped the conversation early doors that Jeff Capes was the village policeman you know. Even the younger generations who have no idea who the fuck Jeff Capes is know the story. They've been brainwashed by their parents telling of the fable. I like that. And Nick says, perhaps this could be an interesting new subject. Villagers that are still dining out on a minor celebrity's minor involvement in their parishes. <laughs> now, I don't know any off the top of my head, but yeah, that's a good one, that. Uh, Gary Collier has said, I recently had a few weeks in Spain and one day I was expecting a delivery. So I was hanging around all morning. Delivery in Spain. Mm, isn't Gary Collier the... The purveyor of the tale of the um, the fellow in Manchester, the bullshitter in Manchester, who resets his demons. I think he might be. Uh, anyway, he says he was waiting around for this delivery. Enter Senor this and that. The package was delivered without a problem. But being a very hot day, I offered him a drink. However, the polite conversation didn't t- quite turn out as expected. Me. So, how are things? This and that. Me very sad. Getting fat, my friend. <laughs> oh, is it a health problem? No. My woman, she likes chocolating too much. Every night, my friend. <gasps> oh, you like watching TV and eating chocolate together? No, chocolating. She let me to put a big bag of M&Ms inside her, and then I eat them all <laughs> out. She likes it every night, <laughs> but it makes me fat. Oh, I think my wife's calling me, so I have to go. <gasps> the woman always boss, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, don't believe God. it. I'm not saying I'm not saying that I uh I don't I'm not saying that Gary Collier is lying, but I just don't believe the delivery man. Chocolate. Fucking hell, that's a new one on me. Nah. Um, no way. Here's an anonymous email which is entitled Granddad's Rig. <laughs> my my granddad spent the last twenty years of his life in a textbook rig. <laughs> It wasn't a widow's rig, as he was only second wife, 30 years his junior, Woo-hoo! the same age as my dad, whose sole purpose in life was to deliver Bakewell tarts and sherry to the massive sofa in the front room where he resided. Floor-to-ceiling windows at the front of the house allowed for unfettered spying on passers-by, and like Sam's granddad, he only watched sport on the telly. If there was yeah. no live sport in action, then Sky Sports News would suffice for a good lech on the female presenters. He's got who made this fella, hasn't he? He's, he's, got, he's leching at the female presenters on Sky Sports News, and he's got a woman, 30 years his junior, bringing in Bakewell Tartal gear. King of his rig. Beautiful. Uh, the details of his final days remain sketchy, and we believe he died in his rig shortly after falling down the stairs. Yeah, <laughs> it's how he would have wanted to die. Yeah, exactly. He's got a wife, thirty years junior, and he falls down the stairs. Yeah, of course, right? Yeah, see what's what's bury me in my rig. Yeah, he was on his way from the bedroom to the front room, so he was trans rig, if you will. He was betwixt rigs. Uh, th- there are rumours <laughs> into rig. Yeah, there are rumours of a push from the wife. Of course, there are. Maybe she coveted his rig. Who knows? Uh, I don't know if the last part of his life is a warning or a template for me, as I would like a steady rig of my own one day. His rig was such a success that he did miss out on a lot of happenings in the outside world, however. Yeah, well, the outside world is overrated. Um, I You're think right once, about that. You, Build your own rig. Once you get to a certain age... Build your own age, rig and enjoy your life your own way. Once you get to a certain age, you've seen it and done it all, and all you want to do is just lounge around in your rig. Yeah. And, uh, you know, wait for death. That- 
That, I'm 44. That's how I feel. I, I, I've seen it all, mate. Mm. I have seen it all. There is nothing that I can imagine that is going on out there that I haven't already seen. Yeah. So all I want is to work on my rig here at home and work out a way of not leaving, which, in a way, this podcast has provided. Yeah. I mean, we've made a mistake in booking a live tour, but because we're going to have to... I don't know if, if you've got a rig that you can take on the road. Yeah. But um, other than that, once the tour's over, yeah. we need never leave either of our respective rigs again, yeah. I don't think. Exactly. Jalapeño. Right, it's the start of the month, and if you're not a member of the Iron Filing Society already, this is the optimum time to sign up, because you will be paying your first £3 plus VAT. That will cover the whole of August and all of the stuff we'll put out, but you also get access to all of the stuff we've already done since the Iron Filing Society was launched, which means you will get 28 episodes that the common people haven't had access to, 19 Keen Odyssey episodes, 9 Melchester Roy the Rovers episodes. That's all for your first three quid. You get all of that. Yeah. And you will get Keegan episodes one week early. Get them a week in advance. You'll when usually, they're still fresh. You'll usually get your standard episodes the night before they come out as well when I edit them. So you can't lose three quid plus VAT a month. You get all that stuff. And most of all, you get to know that you're contributing towards the continuation of this podcast because um, basically we're not fucking doing this for free. We want to make a living out of it. A yeah. reason and we're not doing it for fun either. No, we not. both hate it. Yeah. So, you know. And unless you subscribe pretty quick, we're going to drop the old thing pronto. Yeah. The coins is starting to take over more of our lives and it's beginning to become more lucrative. So we'll go down yeah, that road. We're instead. gonna go on the on the pro coin circuit. Yeah. So basically what we're saying is subscribe or perish. Yeah. Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Jalapeño. I've got a, um, just a, I'm going to take issue with one of the canters who contacted me online or both of us online uh, on Twitter about uh, coining. I'm just going to tell you the exchange, right? Okay. So a guy called Neil M tweeted me. And I, I tweeted, I think I tweeted the video of my officer and a gentleman duck, which I was very proud of. He wrote, could have saved a small fortune buying a range of these ducks at the Summer Arcade gifts and souvenir shop. Blew a shitload on the coins there last year for about two or three ducks. I'll be on the coins in Hopton in two weeks. I'd better save up and decide on the method to use, right? Yeah. So I wrote, I wrote, 
but where is the artistry and joy in simply buying the ducks? Because I took issue. Do you know what I mean? With him suggesting, oh, why don't you just buy them? I thought, Fucking you're missing hell. the whole point. God. And this is his reply. This is his reply. It certainly kills a bit of time. We bought the ducks at the end of the holiday. Let's just go back to that first line. It certainly kills a bit of time. That is his appraisal of being on the coins. <laughs> he is using the on the coins hashtag, which we started, mm. which is a hashtag that I would hope is only being used by people who take being on the coins seriously. For a man who's using that hashtag and is, I suppose, regards himself as a cunter, to say something as banal as it certainly kills a bit of time. I just think that's insulting to everyone, Neil M. Do you know um, what I mean? Certainly kills a bit of time. What? We're not talking about fucking knitting or wanking. We're talking about getting on the coins. It's not a time killer. It's something far more profound than that, my friend. Uh, I think that's just some kind of like really low-skilled trolling that he's done there. He's just trying to get a rise out of us. And it's worked, to be fair. Well, it's worked, yeah. But, hmm. No, fuck um, off. I've got was. another historical TTFN, which came from Jonathan Campbell. Okay. He said, one of my favourite TTFNs is the case of D.B. Cooper. In 1971, he boards a plane with a fake bomb, <laughs> forces the plane to land, and demands $200,000, a second fully fueled plane, and four parachutes be made ready when he touches down. <laughs> Hello. Hello, yeah, it's DB Cooper. Cooper yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming into land and I've got a bomb on me and it's not fake, it's real. Right. <laughs> so here's what I want. Have you got gone. a pen? <laughs> right. <laughs> right now. Can you imagine the amount of damage that a real bomb could do? <laughs> exactly. Right. Write this down. Make sure you get it all down. Make sure the pen's working. Right. Uh, I want a second f- fully fueled plane that's fueled up to the maximum, right? Four parachutes as well. Make them ready when I touch down, right? Anyway, they provide it. He he he, he takes the second plane along with the two hundred thousand dollars and disappears into the night. During the flight <laughs> on the second plane, he opens the rear. It was an old plane with the stairs that come down from under the tail and parachutes out somewhere in Oregon slash California area with the money never to be seen again. <laughs> TTFN, dickheads. <laughs> DB Cooper, you are both a master of the TTFN technique and you are also the world's greatest stray man. Yeah. Yeah, there's that as well. Yeah. Brilliant. That's a cracker, isn't it? It's a beauty, that. Here's a one from Scottish Al. Um, He says, I work in data entry for a large bank. It's very monotonous, but I'm allowed to listen to stuff on earphones while I do it. Anyway, I was listening to a Melchester Odyssey marathon from our Iron Filing Society uh, collection today, and I was laughing so loudly at a koi carp tickling Roy Racer's face that my manager came over to tell me to be quiet. I was so into the TFTM world at this point, I instinctively told him to fuck off in the style of Sam Delaney. No way. No way. Oh, my God. Be be quiet, Scottish Al. Fuck off. Uh, (laughs) It says... (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off, mate. I'm busy. (laughs) 
I've got enough on my plate. Mate, you fucking go focus on your own work, mate. Uh, he says the upshot is that I have a disciplinary meeting on Monday. Ha ha! Oh, my God. So this was a couple of weeks ago, and Al hasn't been back in touch, so I'll let us know how, it, how you got on with the disciplinary. Oh. Hopefully you didn't lose your job over that. But if you did, uh, you know, it's your own fault. I've got... Um, let me see where it is. There's a There's a player who has been linked with um, Aston Villa. Aston Villa, forgive me for talking about football, but you know I told you I bought this newspaper today, mm. right? I bought. Have you bought a newspaper, like, in the last few years? Uh, not really. Well, it's all right, because what you do is you, you leaf through it and you, pick, you read stories that you wouldn't usually read, because if you go online to read news, you just might read the headlines yeah. or whatever. Anyway, um... Aston Villa have spent 120 million so far this summer. I think they might be the biggest spending team. Yeah, they have. They've done. They've done a lot of business. Smith, yeah. who's, who's financing them? They must have some fella, I presume, some this and that going they got, on. They got a di- fucking senior this and that or something like yeah. that in charge. There'll not be any real money. They'll it, all fall apart, I imagine. Yeah, I'm very suspicious. Dean Smith is their manager. He came from Brentford. I bet he can't believe it. I mean, this time last year, all due respect to Brentford, you know, they're a club I'm very fond of, but they're, you know, he's at Griffin Park, right? Probably scrabbling around for free transfers and loans. He's just spent more than Pep Guardiola, right? Anyway, uh, the latest acquisition is Tom Heaton, which is very good signing signing from Burnley. Right, um... And then it says he's going to carry on spending. He's got more targets, right? The Zimbabwe midfielder, Marvellous Nakamamba, mm. is expected to further swell the ranks. Yes, please. When he completes the formalities <laughs> of an £11 million signing from Club Bruges. Marvellous yes. Nakamba. Fucking great, isn't it? The Premier League has already been enhanced with that. Makes me think that you should do at some point a... Um, Summer, Premier League summer signing or not Premier League summer signing <laughs> special game at some point, Andy. Yeah, I might do that. What we are going to do, because people are asking if we're going to do a fantasy league or anything like that, with the, yeah, there's yeah. Sky, uh, Sky Sports do their Super 6, whatever it's called, where you predict six mm. matches each week and you can sign up to that through the app and you can do a league as well. So we'll do a league of that, so we'll tie in predictions with some kind of league that everyone can join into. And okay. we might have a little prize at the end of the season for whoever wins that. So there'll still be a, a an interleague just between me, yeah, you, and ResultsBot, should ResultsBot ever come back that, from bloody Magaluf yeah, or wherever that, he is. Yeah, that'll still be happening, but this is something everyone can join in, and me and you will do it this as well. This is bigger. And, um, all, the, all the cunters can pit their wits against everyone else. Uh, so watch out for the Twitter feed, because um, that's where the information will be about the league. You're going to have a quarter or something for the league. Mm. So we'll sort that out in there. Uh, to dear probably yeah or, or and we'll do and we'll also do a season preview episode soon something like that well actual football stuff yeah we're only about we're just over a week away from the kickoff of the season of I the think Premier League season Sam tomorrow Saturday is the kickoff of the EFL mate where it all happens no yeah Jesus that's so early yeah. mate that's the earliest I can ever remember a season kicking off well that's where it is it's Sunderland versus Oxford three o'clock Saturday afternoon that's where I'll be Whoa. So oh, it's hell. back. Uh, now I told you yesterday off air, but I'll tell the cunners now because I'm so excited by it. I have managed to let's say acquire 
two tickets for myself and the boy mm. to go to West Ham's first away game of the season, which is Brighton. Nice. And <gasps> I cannot think of a better way to spend a Saturday afternoon in August with the sun hopefully blazing than travelling down to Brighton to watch your team packed full of brand new players and superstars, yep. as West Ham's will be, um, playing against Brighton, who will probably beat us actually because they're a bit of a bogey team I think they've beaten us practically every time since they got promoted but, but this is Brighton you can't but, just go for the who football cares? Sam no we are going down in the morning first thing so we can get on the pier and get on the, get coins, on the coins all morning we've planned it we're yeah. going to get on the coins all morning I mean literally there's a train almost direct I've got to do one stop like five minutes away one change and then straight down right from Clapham Junction lovely uh, I'll get there early. We'll probably have breakfast on the train, right? We'll get down and we'll get on the coins on the pier. Then we'll have some fish and chips and then we'll go to the ground and watch the game. Fuck it, if we win and we're feeling good, we'll go back and do some evening coining as well before the train home. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get much better than that, does it? That's the dream. That's the dream. Yeah. The only worry yeah. I've got is that is ripe for a hammering because it's, it's Brighton with their new manager... Uh, the, yeah. the young hipster Graham Potter and mm. you've got a lot of new players and if they don't gel well, together on day one whoa. we've got really we've got two new first team players oh, at right, the moment okay. we've got we've got a new centre forward and we've got a new sort of this and that midfielder right. who obviously could go either way yeah you know Pablo Fornals I mean you know he is very this and that looking he scores worldies on YouTube but who knows you could go missing oh hang on look that's my doorbell I think it's a delivery okay. bear with me one sec no problem I'll read out an email uh, this is from Dan Harding uh, it's called Badger Cunt uh, late 90s I'm on my rally lizard it's a dark night and I decided to go and knock on my mate's door to see if he fancies a pint while chatting to him we hear a grunting coming from the garages across the road slightly alarmed we both look up to see a massive fucking badger on the charge coming right at us before I know it, Goldie has his front door shut and I've locked it. I now go into panic mode and I drop the bike straight onto his dad's Vauxhall Cavalier. The brake lever has left a fucking great scratch on his car. I've jumped on the bonnet and luckily the badger has gone into his garden. Not sure if he raided the shed for worms. The following weekend, my luck hadn't changed as his old man was our Sunday League team manager. The cunt then dropped me to the bench for a cup semi-final. So there we go. Uh, Badger-related panic in the late 1990s. Yeah. Are you back? From the, the door? I'm back. Was it I'm a delivery? back. The delivery's arrived. Okay. Um, Did you like my doorbell? Lovely, yeah. It's new. Now, it's see, new. the thing with my dog is, if I had a doorbell like that, the dog would go ape shit for about 10 minutes. <laughs> I've just got a, a simple ding-dong, and that's bad enough. Yeah. Well, we didn't have a, a, a doorbell at all for, oh, for the five I years we've been living there. I can't people who don't have doorbells. Oh, because they can't, they people, can't hear the knock. I know, Fuckers. but that's what I like because I don't like being disturbed, do I? Well, what, what, it's <laughs> but, a delivery though. But, when you're in your rig, uh, yeah, that's the only problem. But <clears> the the uh, some people are like you. It absolutely drives them mad. Like my dad, when he comes round, he's so fucked off that we don't have a doorbell <laughs> or or a knocker. I mean, you literally on our door, you had to just do that thing of like flapping the letterbox, tap 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 tap. You get your fingers caught or anything. Yeah. Um, or just like a policeman, knock, knock, knock on the door with your fist, <laughs> yeah. which I, I quite kids. like. 
Jeff goes off. As Detective Inspector Jeff Copes. Boom, boom, boom. Let me in. It's easier that way. <laughs> Make it easier on yourself and open the door or I will use my strength to smash it through. Submit. Submit. <laughs> Submit or perish. I really want to interview Jeff Capes. I'm going to try and interview Jeff Capes. We'll get him on. Something. We'll do a podcast special with him. Can't yeah. be that, can it? There's someone, um, someone sent an email that uh, yeah. last weekend, uh, Jeff Capes was refereeing South Lincolnshire's strongest man competition in, um, I think it's in the town where he lives, in Hull Beach. As part of the Hull Beach Food Festival. Hull Beach Food Festival was buzzing after a large turnout at the weekend. Apparently, according to the, the thing, and Jeff Capes refereed it. Uh, no real mention of an interview with Capes himself. He's probably refused to speak. Um, they probably couldn't afford his fee for an interview, but there you go, there's some pictures as well. A very alarming picture of Jeff sitting there, and he's just got, between his legs, it's just a massive mound. No sign of any cock or balls or anything, just a mound of... What? of of Flesh. Flesh. Muscle. Muscle. Maybe his, maybe his genitals have been transformed to muscle. It, may, it might just be one massive testicle, actually. I'm not sure. Oh. Um, I'll, um, I'll tweet out the link to that piece. Well, keep, any any other sightings of Jeff Capes, or as we said before, if you are Jeff Capes, please get in touch. Yeah. Uh, you know I'm quite into signs from the universe. Yeah. While you were talking, um, my finger literally just clicked on a... Um, <clears throat> Clicked on a, an email yep. that I've not seen before whilst trawling through the top flight time machine at gmail.com inbox. It's long and I, I want to, we've done this before. I'm gonna, I want to take a chance on it. Well, let's call it email roulette, <laughs> right? We've done it before Where and it rarely it ends could, well. <laughs> there's every chance it could be really boring. Yep. There's, a decent chance it could be offensive or illegal. Yeah. Right. Um, but there's always that tiny chance, because it has happened before, where it turns out to be a classic. So let's give it a go. Okay, go for it. He does start it by saying, hello again, lads, which means that maybe we've read out one of this fella's emails before. Good sign. I've remembered something that happened to me when I was younger that involved both a stray man and a disendat youth leader. I went to a youth group through a local church. Oh, alarm bells. Yeah. And every year we would all go away and camp or sleep in a church somewhere else on the southeast and go and do various weird activities. This particular time we were staying in dorms. In the middle of the night we heard a commotion. One of the y- young leaders shouting, fuck off, get the fuck out. <laughs> we all sat up and switched on the lights to see one of the adults wrestling with a stray man Ooh. who had clearly had one too many ales that night and stumbled into our dorm, tried to get his head down in the same bed as one of the youth club leaders. <laughs> After the commotion died down and the stray man had wandered off, presumably down to the beach, um... We all went back to sleep. It wasn't until the morning I realised the pissed-up intruder had nicked my jeans from beside my bed. <laughs> what kind of stray man in is this? Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck it. There's some kids asleep in there. I'm going to fucking break in and nick some of their trousers. Uh, I'm sure they'll fit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, undoubtedly, understandably, I was fuming. Went back to speak to the bloke who ran our club. Enter 
Mr. Dissendat. He was from St. Vincent and spent most of his time getting pissed off that none of us actually gave a fuck about Jesus and only went to the youth club every week for free cans of Coke and games of ping pong and whatnot. (laughs) Upon hearing about my jeans going missing, a look of panic came across his face, probably at the realisation that the story of a pissed up bloke managing to infiltrate a place full of 12-year-old lads uh, on his watch would get back to the parents. So he quickly thought of a way to make it all right. This is what he said. Um, now, he's from St. Vincent, so I'm going to affect a, a West Indies accent. Okay. okay. Oh, no. Obviously, you're angry about this. However, this man was obviously going through a rough time. <laughs> Do you know Moses was an alcoholic? Maybe it was God's plan for this man to take your jeans. They've kept him warm, and you have saved his life. These things happen for a reason. <laughs> you, you, you have saved his life. He probably would have died from cold balls. <laughs> Did you know Moses was an alcoholic? All the way, all the while, all I could think of was, fuck off, I've got no jeans now, and I'm going to have to go to the barbecue tonight where all the fit birds from the other youth clubs will be in my fucking swimming trunks. He tried to... He tried to offer me some spare trousers for the night, but there's no way I was wearing a pair of 46-inch khaki corduroys. <laughs> Even if you don't read this out, I hope my misfortune has at least brought you some laughter. Cheers, Luke. That's from Luke Mills. That's a beautiful that, I think one. it paid off that game of, um, yeah. that game of email roulette. Yeah. I like that. We're all better for that one. Um, yeah. That's about all we've got time for for this one. Uh, keep an eye on the Twitter because the uh, prediction thing... The Super 6 thing will already be launched because I'll do it before this episode goes out. So get involved. I think you need to start predicting before Saturday, before the EFL begins. So get on yeah, board. Get, fucking predict- get your predicting boots Don't on. You might about- need to dust down your predicting instincts because you probably left them kind of to, to rot over yeah. summer. We might get another mailbag episode out of the weekend, but we often say that and it never happens. But, you know. Yeah. All right. Thanks Keep for listening. Keep an eye on, on things anyway. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. Bye. TTFN, the kids. infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing we wondered the same thing so we made byheart a better formula for formula learn more at byheart.com